I'm Henry Lin, and welcome to Better World. Better World is an exploration of badass people doing really cool things. The more we know about this world, the better we can do in changing it. But the problem is, the first growth Amazon, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a first growth forest, because they're very rare. But a first growth forest is the greatest carbon sucker that exists. And it's just mind-blowing, a first growth forest. That means it has never been touched. They're just whacking the shit out of the first growth forest everywhere in the Amazon, in Indonesia, as we showed in another film I did before the flood, all around. So the idea now is not only to reforest, but to really save what's left of the first growth forests. Welcome today to Fisher Stevens, actor, documentarist, one hell of a guy and personal hero of mine from when I was six, we'll get into that in a second, who has a documentary, We Are Guardians, uh, that is being premiered on June 5th, World Environmental Day. Fisher, welcome to the pod. Thank you, Henry. I like we, the plants. I like the color. It's I like a whole vibe people. in here. You know, we're just, we're, we're, we're doing it as best as we possibly Very can. nice. Maybe it'll get some mist going and <laughs> create our own little rainforest here in, on Canal Street in New York City. We can get one of the... Uh, you know, like the drum circles going. Um, maybe we can also get some face paint in here, just make it a real party. The large majority of the work that you've done has been incredible uh, on the acting side, but um, many people do not know that you are also, I believe, an award-winning documentarist. Would you like to tell us a little bit before we dig into the problem about who you are and what you've done? Because we've got about 15 seconds before I break into thank you for Ben and thank you for Otto. Well, I, uh, I was raised by a mother that uh, was arrested in 1968 protesting against the Vietnam War. Wow. And um, I was four years old and handing out leaflets, anti-Richard Nixon leaflets. Um, so I-, I You were in up, the streets from a very early age. I grew up as an, yeah, basically the, the son of an activist. Um, and when I uh, began acting, I, I was really inspired by people like Robert Redford and right. Harry Belafonte and, people that use their voice uh, who were famous to kind of inspire and change, make right. change for the good. And then uh, I also started acting young, but then as I got a little older, I got a little like, I wanted to expand on my acting and I started getting into documentaries by accident really, and uh, found the form incredible and then thought, oh my God, this is another way to make change. So you can use your voice as an actor, but you can even use your voice more as a filmmaker. I just love the form of documentary. I'm curious. I, I love telling stories. I love humans. I love people. And I kind of have made many different types of documentaries, both as a director and a producer. But I find um, telling stories in that way is really interesting. So... I, uh, I I got involved in a film called The Cove. That was my third documentary. And this was early, this was 2007? 2007 is when I got involved, yes. And I got involved with that because I was a big scuba diver. And I did these crazy dives in Indonesia and in Papua New Guinea with this really cool guy named Jim Clark who had a company called Netscape. And we came up from one of the dives, one of our early dives, and he was like, distraught and he's like these corals are dead why are they dead and he basically he's a physicist taught me about climate change and said you know i'm i'm funding in this movie uh, about these dolphins but 
you should get involved. And he got me involved in the Cove. And the Cove was about saving dolphins, but it was also about climate change because these the dolphins- The macro effects of climate change. Yeah, because they were full of mercury. Right. Why were they full of mercury? Because mercury is being dumped into the oceans. And then I just, from the Cove, went on to many, many others. And, and you know, the environment became my kind of, one of my most important issues to tell stories about using documentary. Well, I still acted yes. and still directed fiction and did all that. So it becomes this important medium for you to tell a story and a narrative that helps shift the public. Yeah, and the, and the Cove did help stop. I mean, dolphins were killed at a much lesser rate. People stopped eating seafood right. because they were worried about their mercury. I also, I forgot to say that I became a pescatarian in like 2005 and I had, in 2007, around the same time, I started getting really sick and feeling all these metals and I was diagnosed having uh, mercury poisoning. No so I had, to, I had to get the mercury out of my body. And so that was another reason I wanted to do the Cove because I'm like, Jesus, right? this is crazy. So anyway, um, yeah. So the majority of uh, the work that you've done on the acting side has just been some of these really, really great roles, but you're, the majority of the work that you've done on the documentary side has really been in service of changing larger global problems. There is a major global problem that we have that we're going to be addressing today that Fisher's new documentary is about. It is with respect to the Amazon, the world's lungs, and the massive amount of deforestation that has occurred. We on Better World usually share a lot of tragic stats about how bad a problem is, and everybody knows how bad this one is. The good news is that a study was released recently that in the last month, Deforestation has declined in the Amazon by 61% and over the last year by 40%. And that deforestation is attributed mostly to the indigenous population and their efforts in stopping illegal logging, as well as to the shift in the administration. So it sounds like it's a great time for us to discuss your newest film. Yeah, so I filmed in the uh, Ecuadorian rainforest. was very inspired by a film called Crude that Steve Donzinger actually ended up going to jail for. That's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> because he fought the oil companies. He fought Chevron. Oh, wow. Um, and, um, but I do recommend that film, Crude. It was made years ago, produced by Trudy Styler. Anyway, I filmed there something else. And then during COVID, I was brought a very weird long trailer of this film uh it was three young filmmakers two americans and one indigenous filmmaker named uh Ejivan guajajara and i was taken with the style and i love supporting young filmmakers and i love the issue and Ejivan lives in a territory that is starting to get encroached by not only the loggers but by the cattle uh farmers and so we are wants, guardians is about is about the guardians who are stopping like you said, the encroachment and fighting the the loggers and the farmers from coming in on their land and just whacking down the forest. Right. Because of the braveness of these three kids, film, you know, their kids, they're in their 20s, all of them. Oh, wow. They actually got permission to film a, a group of loggers as they're like, yeah. and it's it's footage you've never probably seen before. And then they... They make the logger human. They follow him home to his village. He's, you know, been he's in poverty. He's he's impoverished. He's been, the the real the real villains of the movie are not the people cutting down the trees or the people working for the big company. It, it's the big companies. It's Cargill. Yeah. It's JBS. 
Well, before you yeah, move away sorry. from that, um, yeah. uh, because you've touched on a really, really important point, there is a disenfranchisement. There is a there's a people issue here, and it's not the loggers; it's the big companies. Why are the big companies the perpetrators? Why are they the bad actors? They're making the money. They're making the big money. It's a big, big business. So they're incentivizing the trade of this lumber and of these resources. Yeah, they're incentivizing it. Look, they're bad actors who are small time farmers who are just coming in and encroaching too but the majority of the, it's market dynamics it's for the mar- most part yeah it's, it's market demand. it's demand i mean they're not the ones putting sawmills in the middle of the amazon in right. the middle of the rainforest they're not funding the, the they're not funding the micro cities that illegally right. exist exactly uh, that's a topic that the and, uh, and film touches on yes touches on that and you know cargill is a, a company out of minneapolis minnesota no one talks about them but they're they're polluting probably almost as much as chevron and exxon and you know these other companies pfas came out of minnesota that's fact well that that's what i'm saying and i think what's great about this film is it humanizes the logger it humanizes the little farmers but it also shows you how dangerous it is to be guardians yes and how these big companies fund sorry they fund the uh, they give weapons yes and and, they militarize. And mil- they militarize a, a group of individuals that will go in and try to kill these guardians who are trying to save their land so right. that they can say, fuck you. Their government-appointed land. Basically. Yeah. Their government-appointed land. Yes. Which, you know, is finally being recognized, as you said, by the right. new administration. Yes. The old administration did not. You do great yeah. work. Yeah. We could talk about his stance on uh, Russia later, but, right. but he, he, he's doing great work with the rainforest. Right. And um, he acknowledges the indigenous people that it is their land. Bolsonaro wanted to basically erase the indigenous people. That was, you know, he and you see cut down the entire forest. You see that in our film as well. Yeah. You see Bolsonaro at his finest, yeah. at worst. Yes. Um, so anyway, yes, th- I was taken with the way that these people shot their early stuff. I didn't think it would take me two and a half years of work with them. I thought we were closer when I decided to step on. Right. But they are incredible. They're brave. They're these Chelsea Green and Rob Grobman and Ejivan Guadjajara. I just have to acknowledge them a million, million times. And they risked their lives, all three of them, to make this film. Wow. And I have such respect and admiration. Now, it was so life-endangering particularly because they were dealing with militarized groups in what is ostensibly a border dispute slash micro-military conflict. Because I have only seen the first portions of the film, but these people are carrying around weapons and using weapons actively. Yeah, and but we are now, through our work and through the funding from our film and our investors, they are arming the Guardians. Right. And part of the thing that reason we want to raise money is we want to arm them more, not only with weapons, but with drones, right. cameras. We want to call people out. We want, So, you know, when, when you're driving down the street and there's a camera, a speed camera, you know you're not going to go X amount of miles over right. that speed limit. You'll get a ticket. What we want to do is have the ability that give them these drones with cameras so that everything will be documented, everything will be recorded. And with the Lula administration now, Lula has put indigenous um, people in cabinet positions. He has given indigenous people power in the political system in the Amazon right. for the first time. And now- so there will be consequences. That there, will be re- there will be yeah. consequences. And, and this film's uh, 
the second part of making the movie is to help raise money and fund the surveillance and the weapons for these guardians so that nobody fucks the guardians them. themselves yes the guardians themselves okay wow yeah. um so i believe it's uh, a quarter of uh the world's oxygen is produced from the amazon rainforest and the regrowth of that rainforest is extremely difficult so there is a, a compounding effect to every tree that you cut. You had mentioned also the local farmers. So I would love to discuss very briefly what their role is and whether or not there's a solution in something like agroforestry practices. Well, yes, there is. And some of these farmers are into that and they are trying to do that. But the problem is once you, so the first growth Amazon, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a first growth forest because they're very rare. I mean, there's, I don't think there's any, I don't know what's left in the United States, maybe parts of these, but a first growth, California. yeah, and the, a first growth forest is the greatest carbon sucker yeah. it, that exists. And there, it's just mind blowing a first growth forest. That means it has never been touched. They're just whacking the shit out of the first growth forest everywhere in the Amazon, in Indonesia, as we showed in another film I did right. before the flood, all around. So the idea now is, not only to reforest, but to really save what's right. left right. of the first growth forests. And some of the farmers that you'll see in the film, they agree, they wanna replant, right? But they are also saying, you know, we're little, you know, I have a wife and kids, I have a little family, we've been here for 20 years, we ain't going anywhere, you know? So it's really interesting, right? They've been so there's a macroeconomic change that I'm interested in hearing your opinion about because it seems to come from the government level, how do you create industries that compete with the Cargills of the world that ostensibly finance better economies that are repairing and regenerating forests? Well, the, the real truth is we have to all be aware of what Cargill produces and boycott the products. Right. That would be the ultimate thing. I mean- So what are some of the pro products that we should be boycotting? Well, you know, I. I'm not sure. I know that Cargill and JBS's big thing in the rainforest are meat. JBS is the big McDonald's, but right. I wouldn't say boycott McDonald's because I can't, people need to eat and McDonald's is affordable. But you could right. boycott. Right, there are also other solutions. You could, we, can, we can stop meat. We could right. stop meat. We could know where, if you do buy wood, where is that wood coming from? You know, I mean, Cargill, it, we should look it up, but it's so deep, but I, I was just looking it up and you know, they are the greatest greenwashing site of all time talking about uh, healthy agriculture systems. Yeah, I mean, they, they soy right. in the rainforest, you look up, I think a tremendous amount of the soy is ultimately through their subsidiaries, right. Cargill. Which is used as feed principally as feed well? Feed mostly, yeah. feed and, and all. And the fancy yogurt that I eat. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're wonderful. Anyway, I should know more about what it is, but I do know that- For the record, I'm a coconut yogurt guy. Yeah, okay, good, that's good. Yeah, so we need to know where the food is that we're eating and where the wood that we're buying is right. coming from. So yeah, it's, you see so in the film there's, there's that quite they a bit of cities. education there um that we have to dig into and probably should raise a little bit more money so we can do an easy website of how this stuff trickles down well i think that's part of the goal that i would like to do with this film also is to create a website where you can which we did on before the flood when you know before the flood we were focused on the indonesian rainforest right. and for this film when you see these these giant lumber mills yeah. we we want you to know what companies 
are right. running that. Or financing them. Or yeah. financing. When you see these uh, giant, not the little farmer, but the giant cattle farms, right. we want you to know, we, those, we did film JBS. We knew right. that all that meat was going through JBS. Right. So that's one thing. But the other thing is really, is replanting is important and replanting the right plants. While we were filming, it was the first time that you see that more carbon is being is going up in the air out of the rainforest than going in it. Oof. Because what happened was the burning. So they burn, th yeah. that's how you, how do you make a, a cattle ranch in the middle of a you rainforest? Clear cut and burn, right? You clear cut and burn. And that burning is like a bomb going off in the yeah. air bomb everywhere and and a new york times article that was one of our characters luciana wrote she has been for eight years tracking the air in the rainforest in the in this in this areas with um these tubes and she has been determining how much carbon is going in and how much is going out and while we were filming for the first time more carbon it became carbon positive yeah yeah what a nightmare yeah it's it was unreal i mean that was like we were in shock Right. And that was while we were filming. So then we asked her to film her in the plane taking the readings, and that's part of the film. It's pretty awesome. That's fucking She's cool. a great character. Talk yeah. about showing up too late to the party, huh? Well, now it's changing again, thank yeah. God. But it's, you know, it's got a long way to go. And you have to keep the Lulus of the world in office and the Bolsonaros out. Yeah. And the Donald Trumps out because, it, you know, let's not go there. No, it's, it's, it's kind of like saying Voldemort. This is about Brazil. The majority of the work that you've done outside of this has been incredible. So just to take a beat, Short Circuit was one of my favorite films. Oh, thank you. It was Not very politically fun. correct today, I will say. It was, at the time, absolutely uh, yeah. great and fun. But yeah, I'm no. sure. I, now I look back going, <laughs> not cool. But you were so good. I was young. Yeah. We didn't know better. We didn't, no, we weren't there yet. We'd never do it again. Today. We weren't. Uh, well, yeah. if you look at Breakfast at Tiffany's, Andy Rooney's work was, you know, much the same. Mickey Rooney, yeah. Mickey Rooney. Yeah, yeah, no. And a great talent. But I, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful I had a job and I love acting. What can I say? And you made millions and millions of kids happy. So there we go. Yeah. Um, you know, we all wanted robots and now we have them. And unfortunately, they're going to take over the world. But, you know, the AI is another conversation for a later day. Yeah. Um, the uh, the work that um, you have done um, has not been alone. Do you want to discuss any of the partners um, uh, that have engaged in this with you? Well, I'd say Jim Clark is one of the most important people in my life. Kind of created Netscape, which was kind of the first search engine. No um, big deal. And he, like I said, he's a physicist, he's a scientist, he's a professor. And he's the guy, when we went diving on his big boat, um, sailboat, who taught me about climate change. He right. just took me aside and for a week, basically we'd go scuba diving and he'd give me basically lessons on how the planet is warming, why the planet is warming. Right because I didn't really go to college. But I would say he, uh, and then he funded The Cove, and that kind of was great, a great, incredible experience that really got me into the climate work. Right. Yeah, so I would say, you know, Jim, and then um, I, I did a film on Sylvia Earle, who is kind of the female Jacques Cousteau. You know, she right. has been underwater more than any other human being, spent more time underwater, I would think, than any other, wow. other than Jacques. Her digits are webbed at this point. Her digits are web. She's 85. She's still diving. Um, wow. So I made a film called Mission Blue where I followed her, got to dive with her, and we sadly talked a lot about the, the dying oceans. Right. Like 
the dying Amazon. So first was the dying oceans. Right. It was thematic in your career. <laughs> the shift in the oceans that's been occurring. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. And and it was also like my beginning of my relationship with Netflix, right. who uh, we were the third documentary that they ever bought. Oh, wow. And okay. um, I've now done, I'm now making my sixth, uh, my sixth thing with them right now. This documentary is going to be premiering on June 5th. When and where do we expect it to air? We don't know. That's okay. the idea. We, we do need to find distribution. So we just finished it last 10 days ago for right. the Hot Docs Festival in Toronto. Right. The Cannes Film Festival started this week, so it's kind of not great timing. No. I wish we could have submitted it to Cannes, but right. we weren't done. Um, sometimes I'm, you can, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can. So my wife's movie is playing in the Cannes Film Festival oh, that I executive produced, which I'm very excited about, which is not about the environment, but about rock and roll. Um, it's really good. It's about Anita Pallenberg. It's called Anita, and Anita was kind of... It's a female look at rock and roll in the 60s right. and 70s. She was with uh, Brian Jones and then Keith Richards. Yep. Um, they had three kids and uh, starred in performance. She was an actress, Barbarella, and uh, had a crazy life. So you're a real radical at heart. She's amazing, and it's a great film. And then I have a very small part in a film in competition called Asteroid City, uh, Wes Anderson directed. So I'm going there. I'm also speaking there at a rainforest uh, benefit. So amazing. One of our characters, Sonia Guajajara, who's a cousin of our director, Ejvan Guajajara. Right. They all are from the Guajajara area. Um, so we are going to show a trailer in Cannes, and I'm going to speak about the film there. So it's good. It's getting out there. But we need to find uh, a home for it. So we just started showing it to distributors. Okay. And my, another guy that I've been making films with is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And we've done um, – we did this movie before the flood where we – went all over the world together and uh, you to raise awareness of climate change. That was a broad climate change right. movie. We covered everything. We went everywhere. And uh, Leo was the eyes and the guide through it. Actually, I just taught a seventh grade class yesterday at, at, a high, at a middle school who screened it. Leo's not the EP on this one. Yes. And Leo, well, we did another movie after Before the Flood. We made a movie called And We Go Green about electric car racing, Formula E. Oh, sick. Um, so we made that, which is on Hulu. And then now Leo is exec producing this as well. So... Yeah. You've done some incredible work bringing this to the forefront, and it seems like a great marriage for you too because you are driving awareness in the way. Yes. Well, no one drives it better to me than Leo, and Leo really gives a shit. And, um, you know, we send each other articles all the time about, like, we should do this and that documentary, but it's just, like, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. We want to do so much more. But let's get back to the yeah. awareness component because I think you've nailed it, um, particularly with our conversation here with Cargill, and I just want to drive the point home. Uh, the thing that every consumer can do is vote with their dollar and decide that they are going to support a good company versus a bad company and understand who is a good actor and who is a bad actor. And there are resources that we at Better World continue to put out, as does our partner Future Earth. But you, the consumer, have the power to do it. I would love to speak very briefly about what you think some of the shift in consumerism is or has to occur within the context of how we're destroying the rainforest. Because we mentioned agro-systems, we mentioned beef, we mentioned mm -hmm. soy, um, but of course there are other products and there's the other side of it, there's the good actors. How can we employ some of the agroforestry people who are making local cacao or making coffee or, or any of these local products? Well, I think that's gonna be part 
two of this, like we said, it's not, not only are we going to show the bad actors, we're going to show the good actors, how you can help, who you can help, who's doing what. I'm giving away the sequel. You're no, not the sequel, maybe the website. Okay. Yeah. Because that is how a lot of these indigenous people, you know, they don't need much. You'll see we, we Ed Jivan goes into his territory, into his, and his tribe. Right. And you see, they don't, they do have a phone. So they do need money to pay for their phone bills. But other than that, pretty much they don't use money. They don't, right. they don't need money. They pay for their phone by crafts right. and acai right. and local crops that they, it's not like they're planting. It's like, it's natural to the- Right, then they're just bartering. To the forest, right. right. And it's beautiful. I mean, they, they eat fish, they hunt boar, they, they don't go to the market and buy fish and right. meat, and it's sustainable. There's plenty of fish, there's plenty of boar. Is a little scary about, they are worried about what's getting into the rivers in terms of mercury, oil, mercury. Off. Yeah, that is, a, that is an issue. That was crude, the other movie right. was about that because the oil that Chevron left there. You're really poison. studying the entire ecosystem, aren't you? Well, you the get into deal. it all, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't like, I, I mean, I have to go, I mean, I'm making a movie now on David Beckham. So I'm like obsessed right now. That's where my half, I'm directing that. So like that takes up 70% of my brain right now, Wow. Okay. but this is my passion. I don't really make a living doing right <laughs> these movies, which is the sad <laughs> thing that we should be correcting. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, can a man get paid for his good work? No, I mean, with Leo, you you obviously, um, right. if you Leo, but but the the this movie, you know, is, it, we do because we want to get the word out. We want. Well, I want to focus in on that awareness, uh, awareness, excuse me, and getting the word out because I. That's why we're here, right? I believe that the nonprofit organization Random Good that you're associated with is doing major screenings um, for policymakers and politicians, yes. both in the States and Brazil. Do you want to talk a little bit more outside of the armaments for the guardians themselves, what some of the impactful things are and where we should pay attention? Because for the listeners and viewers, we want to encourage not only do you research where your goods are coming from, be um, knowledgeable about the bad actors and don't support them. They're really killing the planet this is serious it's emergency time but also about some of the individual lobbying that they can do on their own you know state municipal and federal levels so what are uh some of the initiatives that you guys are doing for this awareness at the at the government policy level well we are really hooked up in brazil and because lula has tapped sonia guajajara who's in our film and puyi tembe who's in our film we're going to be doing lots and lots of screenings. We can make some real headway down there. With with Lula's going to watch the film, a lot of the administrative. Uppity. The film is beautiful. Congratulations Thank again. You. I Thank only you. watched the first portion yeah. of it. but Well, it, you got to watch the whole thing. I it's just, very. I get you the whole movie on the. I couldn't get it working on the Apple TV it, with the whole thing. It, it, um, no, I know. And also, you know, no one has really seen it yet. So right. that's part of the thing is to get it out there. No, June 5th. I already got a date. Yeah. We're there. You're going to see it then, yeah. I know. But I think, so when we did The Cove, one of the best things that came out of it is we made, it was before kind of the web had busted right. out, but we made something like like a random good company, but it was participant. Right. Jeff Skoll gave us money. We made like uh, 100,000 cards with fish to eat and not to eat. Right. The level of danger of mercury for whether it's swordfish, which is a bright red, tuna fish, which is a flashing orange, mackerel, which is like a yellow, right. you know, in terms of the mercury content and the extinction content. 
What we need to do, what we're trying to do with this is, now that we have websites that work, hopefully- Education resources. Is education resource with the companies and where they go. Let's be honest, right? Bolsonaro was funded by big agro. Yes. Big oil. Yes. All these companies saying, we'll give you money, we'll put you in power. Give us resources. Get, get rid of the indigenous. Yep. Let us go in. The United States is the same thing. If you look at who's funding- We're doing this in Brazil, we're doing it in Mexico. We're doing it everywhere. Yep. The fossil fuel industries run the government. I mean, Joe Biden is opening up Alaska for drilling, you know. And claiming that it's because of energy yeah, uh, now, security and now, all the rest. He's also a politician and he knows, but if you look at like the, the climate deniers like Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Ugh. all, all uh, Lindsey Graham, they're all funded by the oil companies. Yes. They are all, they are big donors. Yes. Agro. You know, Joe Manchin lives in West Virginia, of course. You know, he's- Coal and oil. Yeah, coal and oil. Heavily invested in it's it It's well. so sad that, but it's life. It's the way it is. So we have to acknowledge that, you know? Yes. And, and Brazil is the same way. So- And we have to vote along those lines we and we vote. have to be aware. Exactly. Now, there are alternatives we know, right? There's alternatives. There's, I know not everyone loves Beyond Meat. I know not everyone- once in a while, it's okay to eat meat, but you don't have to eat meat that Love much. Love a portobello burger. Once, I don't, but I like the Beyond. You like the Beyond? I like the Beyond, but. It's delicious. And it's soy. I do it with tacos too. And it's, and it's but it's pea protein. It's right. not soy, so it's pea protein. Right. It does take a lot of water though. There's always issues with right. everything. Like you could literally drive yourself crazy with right. your meal. Right. Like Heinz ketchup. Oh, corn syrup. No. Where does that? Yeah. Like it's anyway. We won't go there. But the point is, it's great to know and to be aware. You know. Um, so the big takeaways here are that awareness is really critical and key, and we want to drive it. And even just making people within your family and community aware of some of these challenges, bad actors, struggles, and solutions um, is helpful. Supporting the film can be done once you guys get distribution, but also um, via the online fundraising effort that you guys will be doing, which will be available on Better World's Instagram and Better World's site. I would also encourage everybody to take a look at randomgood.com, uh, no, or, yeah, or, dot, or randomgood.org. They're a random great organization. Run great by, organization. Yeah, Christopher and, and Randy, Gep, the Gebhards. They're amazing, these two brothers. Um, I also will, of course, invite you, Fisher, to talk about this uh, again further because there is a very, very interesting piece of content that we should be doing about the cycle of life that's in your head because you've traveled from the oceans to the forests to the air in order to fix what is this global climate emergency and it deserves more time and it's incredible work. So on behalf thank of you. all of your fans and friends, thank you for all of your great work. Oh man, my pleasure. I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do this work. It's great work. I'm Henry Lynn, and this has been another episode of Better World. Please join us again when we talk to somebody significantly less cool and fun and not <laughs> one of my childhood heroes. No, no, it'll still be a great time. Remember, you can do better for the world. Please educate yourself, make yourself aware, and check back with us for more resources, particularly as we partner with Fisher and his people moving forward. Thanks, and have a great one.